Okay. Good afternoon. Uh, the Board of Trustees regular meeting is now called to order at 4.32 p.m. Uh, we welcome members of the public who are not here in person, but hopefully uh, viewing uh, online on Zoom. Uh, for those uh, joining via Zoom, instructions on making public comment are posted in item one of the agenda, and we will ask at each item uh, whether there is public comment. Catherine, will you please do roll call? Uh, yes. Uh, Trustee Rios. Here. Trustee De Luna. I do not see her absent. Trustee Baldini. Here. Trustee Goff is absent. Trustee Baker. Here. Trustee, uh, student trustee Alejandro Martinez is not present. Uh, trustee Iverson. Here. And Trustee Dodd. Here. Thank you. We'll now do a Pledge of Allegiance. Moving to item 2.3, adoption of the agenda. Do we have any changes? No, we do not. Thank you. And I'm seeing uh, head shakes from my uh, fellow trustees. Uh, so we will adopt the agenda uh, by consensus and move on to public comment on closed session items uh, in which the board will devote a total of up to 15 minutes to hear comments regarding these closed session items. Uh, before us tonight, uh, individual comments will be limited to three minutes. Catherine, do we have any public comment? No, I have not received any. Thank you, and I do not see any um, attendees in the room. Um, so at this time, the board will move uh, into closed session covering the following items. Uh, item 4.1, pending litigation, conference with legal counsel, uh, conference with labor negotiators, public employee performance evaluation, uh, with respect to every item of business to be discussed uh, under section 54957 public employment and a second item on um, the same matter uh, the board will return at 5 30 uh, p.m trustee dodd inez uh, trustee de luna has just joined the meeting the board is returning uh, back from closed session. Uh, we do have announcement of two items from closed session. Uh, the first one is Daniel Vega as acting director of institutional technology from July 1 to December 31, 2022, or until that position is filled on a regular basis, whichever occurs for uh, occurs first, uh, will be hired as acting director uh, with a salary um, based on admin confidential salary schedule range 17, step E. Mr. Vega will also receive a monthly stipend of 10% of class classified salary schedule range 31, uh, step H, for retaining network uh, administrator duties. Uh, Wendy Nuco uh, is also a hire. Did I steal your agenda, Raphael? I think so. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'll give it back after I'm done reading this out. Uh, as acting controller uh, from July 1 to December 31, 2022, or until that position is filled on a regular basis, whichever occurs first. 
acting controller salary will be based on admin confidential salary schedule range 19 step B. Ms. Nuko will also receive a monthly stipend of 10% of admin confidential salary schedule range 14 step F for retaining senior manager of accounting duties. We will move on to an action item 6.1 and let me complete my promise to Trustee Rios. There is your agenda back. Um, this again, this is an action item. Thank you, Trustee Iverson. Um, relating to uh, the entering into two employee agreements. Um, prior to considering this matter as required by Government Code Section 54953, subsection C3, I will recite a summary of the recommendation regarding the salary and benefits of each of the proposed contracts of these two educational administrators. The first, the district is entering into an employment agreement with Robert Harris as Acting Assistant Superintendent Vice President of academic affairs beginning June 9 through December 8, 2022, or until that position is filled on a regular basis, whichever occurs first. From June 9 to June 30, the acting ASVP will receive a monthly salary at range three, step B on the BP salary schedule, which is $11,874. Um, July 1 to December 8, um, acting ASVP will receive a monthly salary at range three, step C on the BP salary schedule, which is $12,967. Additionally, Mr. Harris will receive a 10% stipend for retaining his senior dean health and safety duties. This is based on Mr. Harris's regular salary and ranges from $1,091 to $1,191 per month. Salary and stipend will be prorated for partial months of service. The acting ASVP shall be entitled to receive the same fringe benefits as the admin confidential employee group. Uh, for a second employment contract, we'll just do these in one motion. Uh, the district is entering into an employment agreement with Alejandro Guerrero as interim associ associate vice president, student affairs beginning July 1, 2022 through June 30, 2023. Interim Associate VP will also receive a monthly salary at range one, step C, plus longevity increments one and two on the VP salary schedule, which is currently $12,967. Salary will be prorated for any partial month of service. The Interim Associate VP shall be entitled to receive the same fringe benefits as the admin confidential employee group. Catherine, do we have any public comment? Um. No, I see no public comment from the virtual attendees and I've received none. Wonderful. Do you have a public comment on this particular item? Thank you. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, but thank you for actually for raising your hand. It's really helpful to know right now. Um, seeing no public comment on this item, I will welcome a motion. Baldini, so move. Thank you, Trustee Baldini. And thank you, Trustee Rios for your second. Is there any discussion? Thank you. All in favor? Aye. 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 We will adopt uh, this uh, motion, these two agreements, by consensus. Congratulations. Welcome, Dr. Guerrero. Very, very happy to have you and glad you're here too. So now we will move on to public comment. Um, this opportunity for public comment is governed by the California Brown Act.
By definition, this is an opportunity to hear concerns, perspectives, and differing vantage points. Under the Brown Act, the board is not able to engage in any level of conversation or discussion, but we look forward to this opportunity to gather your input. At this time, the board will devote up to 15 minutes to review comments on the board regarding any subject not appearing as an agenda item for this meeting tonight, um, but over which the board has jurisdiction. No action or discussion will occur at this time on such items, and each comment shall last no longer than three minutes. But since you're the only one here, you could take a little longer if you'd like. <laughs> Thank you. Please, please. And if you would announce your name, um, and if you could speak to the microphone so everyone on Zoom uh, uh, could, could hear you, which will pick it up. Hi there. Um, my name is Andrea Buick. I'm an English professor here at Napa Valley College, and I'm also the managing director for the Napa Valley Writers Conference. And so I just wanted to come tonight and invite you all to come and join us and visit us for the Writers Conference. It's running this year from July 24th to July 29th. It's our second year running a live conference here on the main campus. Um, we used to be at the Upper Valley campus, but we moved to the main campus last year. Our workshops are fully enrolled. We're really excited. We have um, a really amazing faculty this year. So, you know, right around July 24th, you're gonna see about 150 extra people roaming around campus with their name tags. We have, daily craft talks that we're gonna be running out of the PAC, out of the Performing Arts Center. And then we'll have evening readings every night. And those are gonna take place right out here on the patio outside the cool. McCarthy Library here. And they usually start around 6.30 and we have wine tasting um, every evening. And then a reading from one of our poetry faculty and one of our fiction faculty. So um, the Writers' Conference is the longest running program at the college. We're celebrating our 41st year this year running the conference. We're the only community college in the country that runs a Writers' Conference of this caliber. So, you know, I just wanted to um, welcome you all. You're, you're all invited. We would love to see you at any or all of our events. It's a really, for us at the conference, I've been I've been here at the college since um, 2001, and I've been working with the Writers Conference in some capacity since 1993. And this conference, I think, is just really a wonderful opportunity for us to really highlight what a wonderful college this is, um, and what a wonderful place this is. And so we're able to do that with our community of writers that come in. And we just want to invite the entire campus community to join us. Um, it's a it's a wonderful week of fellowship in literature. So please join us. Thank you. Thank you. Trustee Iverson actually has a question. So Andrew, I just, um, so to just the dates again, and then so you said 6.30, but is, I'm sure there's stuff during the day that we can go to, it sounds sure. like. Or? Yes, absolutely. So the dates are Sunday, July 24th um, through Friday, July 29th. The um, public programming will take place during the day over in the Performing Arts Center and we'll have craft talks um, every day. We have a poetry craft talk every morning at 9 a.m. and a fiction craft talk every afternoon at 1.30. Um, we also have, we're running a poetry translation workshop this year and our um, the person who's teaching that is Forrest Gander. He's a poet. Um, he won the Pulitzer in 2019 for his poetry collection. And he's also been a longtime translator. And he's giving a translation talk on Monday as well, which I think starts at 3 p.m. 
Um, so, and we have a we have a, a website, the Napa Valley Writers Conference website, and all of our programming is is listed on there, um, dates and times. And then every evening we have a reading at six thirty that starts over here. Uh, and then the last question. Um, so, forty one years is awesome. Congratulations, and you've been a part of it for a long time. How is it funded? I mean. Oh, we are funded mostly from tuition. So there are participants, um, we have, we run five workshops and each workshop is 12 to 13 people. And so they all pay tuition. Um, and that that's our primary funding. And then we're also supported by community donations. And so we have, we have both types of funding. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sorry. Thank you. No, 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 they're all great questions. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Catherine, do we have any other public comment? I didn't receive anything, uh, any emails. I just, just checked my email right now. No, I see no hands raised and I have received none. Thank you. And then just for, for the board's knowledge too, I think for a new uh, board policy moving forward for purposes of public comment, following kind of practice for the Napa County and city of Napa, um, we're not going to, since we're now meeting in person, we're no longer going to read comments um, out loud, out loud if, even if they're, they're requested in all of their uh, jurisdictions I'm seeing in, in Napa County too. So um, just wanted to, to share that too for um, any folks uh, out there that, that might be listening. But if, we, if we receive written comment, will it would just be added to board docs? If, yeah, if you receive, okay. and especially if only one trustee receives some, uh, you know, any sort of public comment, please forward it over to Catherine, and then we could uh, upload it on the board docs. I do, I think, before, you know, if we have letters that have been submitted on, I kind of like doing just a check to make sure that everybody had time to, to, to read the uh, public comment. Um, but, yeah, just wanted to give everybody a heads up on that. Okay. So we will move to... 8.1, which just seems like yesterday, uh, going over our board goals of uh, 2022, which um, the board went over in its annual retreat uh, this past Saturday um, with Dr. Powell. It was a really productive um, session. Um, Catherine, could you pull up the, just to see how they were uh, memorialized and to see if uh, any trustees have any comments or potential changes that perhaps weren't incorporated on Saturday, keeping in mind that brevity was what we were going for. Seeing none, I would um, ask Catherine, I guess, for any public comment. No, I see no hands raised and I have received none. Thank you, well, I'd welcome a motion. Move for approval. Thank you, Trustee Rios. Second, Trustee Iverson. Thank you, Trustee Iverson. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you, I'll vote aye as well, adopted by consensus. Moving on to uh, consent. Catherine, do we have any um, public comment on consent? No, I have received none, and I see no hands raised. Perfect. I would welcome a motion for consent. So moved. Second. Thank you, Thank Trustee you. DeLuna. And a second from Trustee Baldini. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Consent is approved.
jumping to item 12 specifically information item 12.1 regarding our unrestricted general fund 11. Mr. Reeves. Thank you, Trustee Dodd. I'll call your attention to uh, what's on the, what's on your monitor. I would begin uh, this presentation or this overview um, by indicating to you, this is a report as of June 30 and is not the closing report. As you well know, all transactions and, and reallocations and the realization of actual revenues and expenses don't all occur on June 30th. So there is some time that, that uh, it takes to, to reconcile all these. This report is very similar to what uh, you've been seeing month after month with some slight uh, changes. We have, uh, we have left the audited uh, years, uh, two previous years in, uh, for your benefit to see how the trends are moving relative to both revenue and expenses. We have some areas in revenue that we have not fully uh, realized. So you'll see that our variance there is a longer extension cord here. So our variance is in the far, um, excuse me, our year-to-day amounts and our variance is on the very far right. You can see where we have a negative variance in, in terms of revenue at this point in the reporting cycle of about 472. We, we believe we, we have some unposted uh, revenue in, in our state income and in our other local uh, income and other financing sources. You'll see those are trending. Actually, other financing sources are doing fine. Um, other local income is is trending a little bit lower. So that's largely due to um, some unrealized revenues. Moving down to the expenditure area, if you just look down the, the variances there, um, for example, total salary is a positive variance of almost $300,000. Employee benefits is a positive variance of about 283, excuse me, $238,000. So what, you, what you're seeing here is the efforts of, of several to reduce expenses over the course of the last year to meet the challenges of, of our financial situation. We did see uh, a jump. Could you move down to books and supplies there? We did see a jump, a slight jump not material to this budget, but certainly a slight in total books and supplies of about $64,000. Move, move down, uh, Catherine, thank you. And then you see other operating expenses. You'll see um, some negative variances there uh, thus far. You'll see uh, a positive variance in maintenance and repairs at 306561. That's largely due to a reclass that I'll share with you where it landed uh, and other outgo down, down below. And then we have some, some negative variances. However, we have a total other operating supplies variance positive of $323,000. Capital outlay, we are a negative, negative variance. Um, my mistake, cap, capital outlay, we took um, some of our contracts for computer software and reclass them to capital outlay from the maintenance and repair area. So that's why you're seeing a bit of a jump in the, in the positive variance above in maintenance and repairs and where it decreased or, or went to the wrong side in our capital outlay. 
The advantage here is that it moves us on the right side of the 50% law, that expense that reclass does, so that, that all points uh, in the right direction. Uh, we have some interfund transfers in and out um, at about $98,000. Total other outgo is a positive variance of 234. The snapshot for the moment is that we have a positive increase in the fund balance of $116,000. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't close the book on this budget, frankly, yet. Um, it, it will change slightly and we'll provide that information uh, as we close the books. Many of you know that Arissa Pusht, our uh, controller, has moved on to the College of Marin, a well-deserved uh, opportunity for her. In her stead, um, I've asked Doug Roberts to come back and join us in this interim period to do a few things, including help us close the year, do the audit, and uh, and uh, assist me in preparing the final budget. So he's a steadying influence on our business area, and I look forward to our continued association. So he's been helpful in, in preparing us uh, to move through these three areas. So again, this is a snapshot. It will change. Um, as Trustee Dodd and others have encouraged me, uh, we certainly want to finish on a positive note and we'll do everything we can to, to, to meet that uh, objective. What questions might you ask about this operating budget, Fund 11? Uh, I just, is there a rough number on the unrealized out there? So, Un unrealized. Uh, where on our, I mean, so what's going to impact the balance? The total, I'm looking at the, sorry, the capital outlay, I guess. There's still some. Capital outlay, uh, that that number is pretty close. It was, uh, the capital outlay was a shift in the expenses from up above in, in the maintenance and repairs. You'll see the positive variance there at 306, about seven lines above. We shifted, that expense was on the wrong side of the 50% law. And the BAM, which is the state uh, accounting manual, said that we could move those expenses to other outgo. Um, our capital outlay, um, and it moves it on the other side of the right side of the 50% law for us. So that's, that's the variance. So, so we, do, we net, we saw a slight increase in our maintenance and repairs. It's showing as a positive number, but that's only because we moved those expenses down below. Will we see much more movement there? Uh, we're going to see some there. Uh, whether it's material or not remains to be seen. There are a lot of little changes right now as we realize transfers in from other funds into the general fund and other fund 12 activities that, that, that should be counted in uh, fund 11 and vice versa. So that work continues as we speak. So Trustee Iverson, um, I, I would respond to you the same way I responded to Trustee Dodd. We're doing everything we can to finish in the black. Yeah. Being on the right side of the 50% rule is a good start. Thank you. Let me just qualify that a bit. We're, we're not going to hit the 50% this year. We're going to make progress. Um, and, and most of that progress is through our accounting. Some of it is through a rebalancing of, of staffing, but, but the staffing is still the driver in this, in this equation. 
I, I think that that's right. I mean, that's what we're trying to do is make in light of the pretty significant deficit where we were with for the 50% rule. Um, but we are making, I think, really meaningful progress. We are indeed. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Trustee Baker? Uh, just a quick question about um, any anticipated revenue that hasn't come in yet. Is, are there significant amounts that are still, that might be coming in that would be applied to this? Our history suggests uh, that we may see a little more property taxes coming in. Uh, you'll notice on the budget line, we're really close to what we actually budgeted, but um, the speculation is that we should have seen an increase um, in revenues from property taxes based on home sales, based on increased values. So um, while the county gives us an, uh, an estimate early on, we often find that we see trickles in uh, through the summer. So there's a possibility there. Other areas in, in the income lines, um, other financing sources, is, looks pretty stable, federal income, um, looks pretty stable. Uh, state income uh, looks pretty good. I think our the primary source, uh, Trustee Baker, is probably from property taxes. Any other questions? Thank you very much, Jim. We will move on to 12.2, which is a, a resolution for uh, TRAM uh, notes for 22-23. Mr. Reeves, uh, kick us off there. This is a resolution to consider a, uh, uh, a tax uh, revenue anticipation note. This is a measure to help us ensure that we meet our cash flow challenges, particularly over the early fall when we, when we have not yet received property tax revenues. We, we received the largest tranche in December. Uh, and so while uh, we are still studying whether we need, well, I think we're going to need something, but how much remains a question. I think we're seeing some opportunities to, on a cash flow basis, to meet a large, our large obligation, but uh, the, uh, we want to be assured that we have the cash in place to pay our bills through the, uh, through the fall. So the resolution is a request um, that the board consider um, adopting a TRAN uh, for this purpose with the, uh, in, uh, with, uh, uh, the intention of repaying it in January um, after we receive uh, proceeds. It will cut our, rev our, our cost of issuance and our interest in half because it's, that's uh, over a 12-month period. Aldina, move approval. Second, Trustee Iverson. Thank you both. Uh, uh, Mr. just one question. And th this was in terms of going out for a tram and using the tram was one of the uh, recommendations from the FICMAT team in terms of ensuring and things that the board could be doing to ensure fiscal stability uh, for, for the district. Is that right? That's, that's correct. The ultimate, the ultimate goal is that the college maintain reserves in an amount to ensure that we always have enough cash on hand to, to not to not need an a, a tran, that's the ultimate measure of fiscal uh, viability and stability. Uh, but but the tran a tran is a very um, uh, very common uh, measure in public higher education to meet that to meet those cash demands, particularly in community based uh, districts where uh, there's a there's a dependence on property tax. Thank you very much. Any other uh, discussion with two, the motion on the table? 
I'm just curious as to how is this is different from what we did last year. Last year, uh, there, uh, as I understand it, there was a, um, a, a last-minute request or, or a late request for funding, and so it required a loan from the county. Um, so this is a little different. Um, uh, I think I don't want to mischaracterize this. I think we got into a little bit of a pinch in time last year, and so the county uh, assisted in making that available to us. Um, and we did pay that back fairly quickly. And to an, a question you may have lodged uh, to me a couple of meetings ago, Trustee Baker, um, we did, uh, we reported in our 311 that we did not uh, use, utilize funds from a TRAN. That was technically correct, but we did have a loan period for, uh, for that fiscal year. Thank you, Trustee Baker. Well, I will uh, call for a vote. All in favor? Oh, thank you very much. I know what I did there. Catherine. We have no public comment. Thank you. I'm seeing none in the, none in the field. Um, all in favor? Aye. I'll vote aye as well. Any opposed? We will adopt uh, the resolution by consensus and move on to another action item. 12.3, uh, the five-year capital outlay construction plan and district order of prioritization. Mr. Reeves. Thank you, Trustee Dodd. This, uh, this five-year capital construction plan, outlay construction plan is a, um, a request by the chancellor's office to report a listing every year of what our priorities are. And uh, to be completely candid, this is the very same list that was submitted to you last year and has not been um, carefully evaluated in terms of priority uh, moving forward. I would uh, couch that in terms of our ability to fund these, which is not in place quite yet, um, but it does require and should um, be subject to the review of, of our internal facilities committees and internal governance uh, processes in addition to the board review prior to making it to this point. Um, it was presented to me fairly recently as, um, as a need to, to meet the chancellor's requirements. So with apologies, I submit this uh, as unchanged from last year. I have a quick question. Just on the um, status, the where it says locally funded, that's plainly obvious what that is, but or future, or does that mean just wherever we might find it or? <laughs> Partially funded, it, we have received money on the 3100 building on number one um, for that, for that uh, piece. We are uh, right now reviewing uh, how much, if anything, the college can provide to, that's a matching fund on number one. Uh, so we're looking at the scope of that project to determine uh, whether we can complete it. Um, if we don't complete it, we, we're subject to returning those funds to the, to the state. Um, we are considering some courses of action to appeal that, that to buy some more time to see if we can get some funding for that particular project. Uh, Trustee Rios, your assessment uh, about the remainder of it is, is pretty accurate. Um, we would need to seek funding from a source. Oftentimes, districts will have available um, bond resources to match uh, state resources and resources from other, um, uh, from other lo um, locations, but we are not in that position today. 
Oh, one other question. What happens if we do lose the um, partial funding uh, for building 3100? We will not be able to complete the project. But I mean, is there like next year, do we get that back to try again or? We would have to reapply it through the, through the, uh, through the process of an, uh, putting an initial project uh, request in with the state. And what they do is they call back the funds and, and maintain it in the pool and redistribute it based on institutions who are ready to go. So we would, we would have to reapply for it. And so it may be years before we could get that back? Possibly. Our strategy is to appeal uh, to the state based on uh, the circumstances that all community colleges have been in over the last two and a half years and, and suggest that we, we have been unable to move forward quite as quickly as we anticipated given those conditions. That's our approach for now. My question is just so clearly we should look at this and update it and then in terms of our facilities and campus master plan, these should align, right? I would think facilities. Absolutely. You're exactly right. How often do we have to look at these? Um, is this just once a year that we have to provide the plan and should we revisit it at another point before the end of the school year? You're exactly right. We should be revisiting this. Um, uh, next April or May as it comes out of the Facilities Committee on Campus and presented to you as a draft. Um, and with the, uh, with the information available from the Facilities Committee, and honestly, as, as Trustee Iverson indicated, it should be aligned with the Facilities Master Plan. Our Facilities Master Plan expired in 2017. And the, the, the order of, of things is an ed master plan is the driver, this is a seminal document, followed by other master plans, including the facilities master plan. So um, we need to update this based on, uh, based on the best information we have, but certainly dovetail it with our educational master plan as it's being developed. Just on that, because you went a little deeper than I, so regarding our master plan and knowing that it's out of date, and I'm sure you're ready to jump into it with your sleeves rolled up, Dr. Powell. Um, are we limited somewhat, some way procedurally on how often, or can we be, can, can it be a moving target? Can we add and is this plan here? doctrine that we can, not necessarily this, but our master plan? I mean, 2017. Is quite the, a ways. the facilities master plan was 2017. The educational master plan, I think, went through 23 or so. Yeah. But, but um, that needs to be revisited so that we can align the facilities master plan most appropriately. Failing that, we do have some very urgent needs in our facilities area that, that you would look at and say, let's keep those at the top of the list based on what our current needs are. But in a in a perfect world, we'd want it to dovetail with that that educational master plan. So I guess my question, sorry, you guys, but just because 2017 is just too long, and obviously a lot has changed, and even looking at this list. So, what would be the steps from the board to bring that back, and how could we help you guys and your team? I would recommend. Um, uh, that you send this back to um, the college requesting a review based on currently available information 
to make recommendations about what the facilities plan should look like in the very near future with the caveat that it needs to dovetail with the educational master plan as it's developed. Thank you. Any other questions? Seeing none, um, I do think if this was a new in terms of prior, prior, priorities, it seems like viticulture in light of the um, signif significant wine spectator grant that we got, uh, we received, um, doesn't seem like that would should be a priority with those, those, those private funds. But I think for the sake of uh, um, what we need to do and get this out to the chancellor's office right now, um, I would uh, welcome a motion for approval. Holding you so move. Second. Thank you. Uh, Catherine, do we have any public comment? I jumped over that again. Uh, no, we have no public comment. Okay. Well, we have a motion from Trustee Baldini, a second from Trustee Rios. All in favor? Just one quick, sorry, on this. I'm sorry. So in terms of approving this right now, and I get the, the reason to do that, but that doesn't change anything with sending it back to the, the campus, right? Nothing. Okay. The buck stops here. Uh, all in favor? Aye. 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 I'll vote aye as well. Any opposed? We will adopt uh, this uh, uh, five-year plan um, unanimously. And moving on to 14 reports, uh, 14, I did want to start off with um, some new guidelines for reports. Um, you know, consistent with uh, some direction that I noted, I think approximately about four months ago that we were going to move uh, the timeline or the timing for reports from uh, five minutes to three minutes, just so we can keep the reports very focused and at a high level. Um, we will absolutely board um, and, and chair specifically will grant an extension of time or separately agendize uh, the discussion item upon a showing of good cause. Um, but just want to make sure that it's clear that any such request should be delivered uh, to the chair or the president's office 72 hours before so we can uh, make appropriate plans uh, to do that. Um, the board 100% recognizes the importance of allowing each constituency to participate effectively in district governance under Title V. Um, and while there are numerous, countless ways to participate effectively um, in district governance outside of the Board of Trustees meeting, um, I would also like to encourage our district leaders to submit their reports in writing um, and any sort of presentation materials in writing and submit that beforehand. I just mentioned this before, it really gives the board and an opportunity to prepare themselves and really provide, I think, constructive feedback and think about these issues a little more clearly while um, the report is being read, or just to have it as part of the administrative record. Um, you know, this is really a, a best practice uh, that we have seen um, throughout community college districts um, throughout the state, and I think it's a good practice to implement here. So um, with that being said, we will start with our first uh, constituency report from ASNVC. Uh, is it our, our vice president here? Uh, uh, no. Um, just a sec. I don't see any of them present except for Danielle Alexander. 
That's wonderful. Well, I will just um, forego items 14.4 through 14.6, unless we have new participants, and move forward um, with uh, Danielle Alexander's uh, report on behalf of the Classified Senate. Wonderful to see you, Danielle. Good to see you too, thank you. Um, my report is short, and um, but I, I just wanted to acknowledge that I did hear your request for written reports to be sent in. So I'll, I will start doing that. This report is sort of a mini report. I just wanted to welcome Dr. Powell on behalf of the classified professionals and, um, and just say we're so grateful and happy you're here and we really look forward to working together. Um, so I just wanted to be at the meeting and also welcome Dr. Powell from, from this group. And that's, that's the conclusion of my report. <laughs> Thanks for the time. Thank you, Danielle. And okay that you didn't submit that report. That's <laughs> when I have more, more in you know lengthy things, I'll do a better job of providing it. You do, you do a fantastic job, a fantastic <laughs> job, best we've seen on the board since I've been here. Um, moving on then to fifteen point one, president and board reports. We'll start off with president and cabinet reports. Dr. Thank you, Powell. Trustee Dodd. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I will go. I'm going to kick over uh, cabinet reports first to uh, VP Reeves. Thank you, Dr. Powell. I feel like I'm dominating the microphone here. <laughs> Trustee right. Iverson, if you have questions, could you get them out now? <laughs> I can call your attention to the uh, the vice president's report. Um, it's in your packet or available to you um, online. I'd like to just give you a brief overview of the contents and certainly would respond to any questions you might have. I provide you an overview of the 21-22 budget. We just discussed that in terms of closing and the steps we're taking to, to uh, close, uh, uh, doing everything we can to uh, and appropriately to, to uh, to, to uh, reflect uh, the, the accurate uh, activities of the college financially. The final budget development, as you well know, uh, uh, will be presented to you, the board, on uh, at the September meeting. Uh, and so we will be uh, moving with our internal governance uh, committees to deliberate and present to you a, um, a draft final budget for 22-23 at that September meeting. I would call your attention uh, to a link I have here from the state of California relative to the budget for next year. Um, surprisingly, or maybe not, the California has, a, has, a, has had a very robust budget year and it's reflected in the, uh, the appropriations made to community colleges. I will say many community colleges because uh, many of them are appropriate uh, they, they receive appropriations based on their enrollments. We are community-based, so we don't get all the goods, but we do get some. I provided a link if you'd like to take a closer look at that, and I, I will provide you a, a more careful analysis at, at, at a future meeting. There are a few upsides for us. One is that there is an investment in, in technology, particularly in, in uh, techni uh, technology security from the state level that will advantage us. Uh, extraordinarily well. There's also some additional funds in, in, in planned maintenance, which is a bump. We saw a first bump uh, in many years last year, and we'll see a bump this year, which is all good news in terms of 
in terms of um, what we the needs, needs to address our facilities issues. We, we are seeing a 5% increase in our DEI expenditure, excuse me, our commitment from the state uh, to the inst all institutions next year, which is a very positive sign, including uh, some additions to administering financial aid and others. But at that, I'll, I'll save a more uh, in-depth analysis and be prepared to share with you how it impacts our operating budget next year at uh, likely the, the September meeting. The FICMAT report, I've spoken with Dr. Powell a bit about that. That's uh, an acronym that we're all uh, very familiar with. Um, uh, Dr. Powell and I have discussed uh, um, some approaches to addressing this uh, to engage a larger group in the community, our college community. Uh, the FICMAT is not, is, is not just financial, though it's focused on our financial uh, systems and, and processes. It also speaks to trends uh, that contribute to our financial situation, in, including our staffing levels, including our efficiencies, et cetera. So uh, our, some initial co uh, considerations are about engaging a representative group across the campus to develop recommendations to present to Dr. Powell about how to address those matters in the FICMAT. Our financial statements is underway. We spoke about the trend just now, a student housing update uh, on June 30th, 30th, excuse me, Governor Newsom uh, signed a budget that favored us nicely with a $30 million uh, grant for our student housing, something that nearly all of you have had a hand in that. So I thank you for your good work on behalf of the college. 31. Sorry, 31, $31 million. Uh, we we have uh, we are very close to to going to market. In fact, our information was posted today for that project. This is a a giant step for us. It has not uh, it's not been priced yet, so the deal is not done. Again, again, many of you have been living with that for a long time, and I I just wanted to share share with you the fruits of your good efforts on behalf of. Uh, on behalf of students here. We'll be sharing more information as we move along, um, but it's, uh, it's, on, it's on a terrific course. Start of construction, we anticipate to be around August 11th. It may be sooner, but uh, we're using August 11th as a date uh, at this point, with a groundbreaking at some date in September, which I anticipate you'll all be able to attend. Institutional technology is a hot topic for us these days. You all know that we are experienced a cyber attack and um, we are, uh, we, we, that was a very difficult period for the college. We have uh, engaged several resources to bring us back. We're not entirely back yet, but our, many of our uh, critical systems have come back uh, to, to a great extent. And uh, the positive news is we never interrupted services to students. Uh, either in the class, in the classroom. We have experienced a little interruption in, in the ability of students to register online, but we have had a very active team on campus who've reached out to students, had some very public and on-campus opportunities to come in and register with assistance. So that's been very good. We did notify law enforcement agencies and the Department of Education uh, of, that, uh, of that occurrence, and we continue to work through the details of addressing that uh, both internally and with law enforcement. 
We did have insurance coverage for a good part of that. The deductible is fairly significant, so we won't come out of this, uh, you know, unscathed in many respects. But um, we will be looking at uh, a plan to address our technology, not only today, but into the future, and anticipate that we can say to you that this won't happen again. And I think I just mentioned staffing. So at that, I would uh, I would conclude my report. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Going to pass it over to our newly installed interim VP, Dr. Guerrero. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And um, I I have just a brief brief report. Um, being my first week. <laughs> so um, I put together a couple of comments and uh, part of those comments were really just uh, for you to get to know me a little bit, uh, introducing myself to you um, and to the community uh, around my background. I'm a homegrown educator, been at uh, literally at Applied College 17 years now, uh, worked through the faculty ranks and now um, in administration. So honored to really be here and to be able to, to sit at the table with you um, and, um, and to really lead our areas of student affairs. So Truly an honor. I know there are uh, big shoes to fill, and, and the person who before me, and, and he would tell you his size, but um, he's uh, uh, been an amazing mentor, and um, and I want to move the actions he made to another direction, to a future direction, a transformative direction. So again, I'm honored to, to be able to, to be here um, and to really represent student affairs. Um, and um, I do want to also just update you kind of uh, uh, really piggyback and piggyback off Jim's report around the uh, critical work we've been doing in student affairs during this IT difficulty that we've we've uh, encountered over the last couple of weeks. In particular, um, Jim mentioned the activities around really making sure that students are able to get to us to enroll um, to get the classes they need. And we've had actually three activities thus far that have been led by uh, Chris Farmer, Christine Tapia, um, and crew. Um, it's been really collective effort. So it's been an effort between student affairs and academic affairs coming together to really uh, respond to the needs of, of the community of our students. Um, among the three activities we've had thus far, about 240 or so students have been served. And uh, when I say served, I mean they've connected to, to uh, registration, they've connected to uh, counseling, to support, uh, to get them in, matriculated into the college and, and um, moving forward. We have an additional five more activities planned. So the goal of student affairs in, in collaboration with academic affairs is really to demonstrate to the community that beyond what we experienced, we're here and we're ready to serve. We are, um, we are a place for them to come. They will get that caring, compassionate support to get what they need done. So very proud of that um, in the first couple of weeks that I've been here to really um, be, be part of that. Tomorrow, actually, we will have an activity here um, uh, on campus uh, in the library. We're gonna invite, again, the community. So you are welcome to come if you'd like um, and to really um, let them know that, again, we're here to support them, that they can get this, uh, the help that they need, get them that they need and move forward into, into a good direction. So um, I don't have any any uh, further to, to report. I, my next report will be a much more robust report, but uh, again, I am honored uh, to be here and to be um, in this room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Um, I'm gonna keep my comments brief. Uh, 
in, in my, my update and report. First, I'd just like to uh, thank the uh, Classified Senate for the warm welcome. Much appreciated. Uh, I am so happy to be here and thrilled to be in the seat. I uh, had the chance to spend some time with the board on Saturday and, and really dig into board goals. I think we accomplished a lot, both in terms of setting the strategic vision for the institution, but also just in building this really good, you know, relationships, I think, that are necessary to sustain us and really do good work. Um, this is a, a new team, right? I mean, you, you see we have a lot of new faces in, in new places, right? And with Jim as one of our senior members on cabinet and <laughs> who has been here for a, a very short period of time. But I think that uh, that is a good indication of what uh, we collectively as a team are bringing to, you know, Napa Valley College um, as members of this, this community, of this uh, family. And I think that's a fresh perspective, good ideas, uh, a lot of energy. It's a very energetic group that we have. Uh, and I'm very honored to be sitting with the, uh, the members, both of the Board of Trustees and, of course, with Cabinet and the extended Napa Valley College family. So thank you. Uh, glad to be here. And I have just one quick announcement that my PIO would, would insist that I, that I read. I, I would not, I don't think she'd be happy with me if I didn't share this because it's really good news. Um, I think it's part of that uh, really expression that uh, Dr. Guerrero was saying in terms of us, you know, being proactive, reaching out to the community, making sure that we uh, are letting people know that we're, we're here, we're here for them, we want them here. On uh, Saturday, October 15th from 11 to 3 p.m., uh, we will be hosting a family-friendly open house. Uh, the event is an opportunity for the community to rediscover Napa Valley College. Uh, we will showcase all that Napa Valley College has to offer, uh, plus have activities for the whole family, food trucks, and more. Please save the date. I will be announcing this uh, until it actually happens. So <laughs> I will be repeating this October 15th, Saturday. Thank you. And that concludes my report. Thank you, President Powell. Um, we will move to 15.2, Standing Committee and other appointment reports. Uh, Michael, do you have anything report uh, for uh, DOS or Viticulture and, and Winery Foundation? After the, the annual budget and um, budgets for the Writers' Conference. Any other questions that my colleague, Mr. Iverson, might have? I'll, I'll defer to Mr. Reeves. So. <laughs> Thank you, Trustee Baldini. Uh, we will uh, forego audit and finance, real property, McPherson and Dr. Shank awards this evening uh, and move to a foundation uh, report. Just looking forward to uh, the foundation and the foundation board are looking forward to working with you, Dr. Powell and President Powell. Uh, nothing else to report on that. Uh, Trustee Luna, anything from accreditation? Nothing at this time. Okay. Uh, we will go ahead with 15.3, Catherine. Do we have a future agenda item request or are we start in blank? I have to revive that. It was one of my files lost during the IT disruption. Um, but I, I'll, I'll pull it from the last meeting and try to recreate it. Okay. 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 Um, well, that sounds fine. Does anybody have any future items that, uh, you know, want to go into, um, that's worth, uh, agendizing discussion or should we wait till next, uh, next meeting? I mean, I would agendize the, the master plan 
honestly. I think to bring that back for review, obviously the right process, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that so that it's in front of us. Yeah, and I think to maybe be clear on what we're, the board was talking about in our, our fifth goal, fifth or sixth goal in terms of uh, improving operational efficiencies, you know, all of our master planning documents, I know that was a critical piece, piece in, in that particular goal. So that's a great, great ad. And I also too, I, I know, um, and Dr. Powell, I think you know this, but I know Dr. Warren all put together a nice summary of where we are at with all of our, our master planning documents and, and how far out of date we are with, with, with all of this, which I thought was, was pretty helpful as well. Any other uh, future agenda item requests? Seeing none, then we will go ahead and move to trustee and board reports. Um, our student trustee is not here today, so we will, uh, Trustee DeLuna, um, just that I'll be sending lots of reminders about different trainings that the CCLC is offering, especially one that I did remind everybody about, um, about our DEI town hall meetings, which is July uh, 20th, I think. Um, so just hope that everybody can make it. And that's all. Thank you for a great retreat. It was, I know our board goals look very um, short and sweet, but we did a lot of work on them and I really appreciate everybody's feedback and and allowing all the discussion that we did have so it was a great day that's all thank you trustee luna i'll just i'll, I'll move right on down the line trustee paldini also enjoyed the board retreat back to work on time uh, at the uh, winery and i think one of these days we ought to do another retreat um, perhaps uh, someplace else yes um, i think we could pick something more uh, fabulous once we like build up our like five percent or six percent budget twenty percent budget yeah. reserve should be our goal yeah. and then there, there might be people out there that yeah. want to donate <laughs> a uh, site i'll just leave it at that <laughs> this is a good good idea uh, trustee baker um no real report, uh, just a, a kind of a, a sharing, um, just a couple weeks, actually in the last, about a week ago, um, I, those of you who were, were here a couple, two years ago um, might remember I did a, a rather impassioned uh, report um, in June of 2020, um, just citing um, the needs to really move forward on a lot of our DEI work. and. Um, so that ended up on Facebook and uh, somebody who's been trolling me at work found it and posted it, and, which I think, I don't know if it was an intent to, the intent was to harass me or what, but I just, I was like, well, thank you for the reminder that the work's not done yet. So very happy uh, that Dr. Powell is here and uh, very encouraged uh, uh, about the work that we did last weekend and um it's just good to be under new management. <laughs> so um, on my way to Denver to pick up the boy tomorrow, he'll be home for a month. Very excited. <laughs> Thank you. Trustee Rios. I just want to comment that I thought we, we did have a, a great retreat. I think we had a um, great conversation, um, a lot of sharing and, and I think there were some great things that um, I learned and, and I, I hope everybody else did. I think our, if you call a facilitator, I think he was wonderful. Um, so that was great. And other than that, I, I again want to welcome Dr. Powell now that he's officially here and we're sitting here at these meetings with him. Thank you. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll let you save uh, go last, uh, Trustee Iverson. So I'll, I'll uh, kind of echo what Trustee Rios uh, said. One, Dr. Powell, it's wonderful to have you here. Welcome to your first board meeting. Everything went great, I thought. <laughs> um, so nice job there. And um, uh, second, I I I thought that Dr. Um, uh, Cooks was awesome. He was great, and I know every I think everyone was on board to have him back and to have him in another session um, with him to um, continue continue that discussion. I thought yeah, he was just a really great story and very inspirational leader. I just I just thought he was really compelling. Um, uh, two. Um, and then three, student housing grant. I, I'm going to say this a few times. I know uh, colleagues will echo this as well um, from time to time over, I think, the next two months as we get a groundbreaking going for the student housing project. But I want to give a huge shout out to a couple of folks. Uh, one, who were very instrumental, I think, in, 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 in facilitating the student grant when one, the college missed out in the first round. Like, we just missed out. Um, and it wasn't anything that we did. Um, but um, Holly Dawson, I thought you did an absolutely incredible job um, really leading the efforts with our, our, our state legislatures, state legislators, um, not only them, with the chancellor's office, um, you know, leading and being on top of various subcommittees who were, you know, considering the discussion, various budget and education committees. There's a lot of a lot of work, especially with everything um, and so much change going around the campus. Um, Jim Reeves, you've been absolutely amazing, too, in, in the process, both on on the background and um, you know, really understanding and having your expertise of, of student housing has just been absolutely immeasurable. And so I, we're so <laughs> thrilled to have, have you as our, our senior uh, cabinet advisor. And, and uh, there's definitely a few folks, um, you know, I saw your Robin Dark Angelo, I know it was really helpful. And I, I know there were some few other folks and, and we'll give them uh, their due. Uh, you know, in person when we get to see them, but um, you know, just just those folks in particular, I did. I really want to let you know how how much I appreciate that and give you a big thank you. And it won't be the first, uh, it won't be the last one uh, on behalf of the board. Really, not much to add to that other than I want to echo all of you guys and congratulate the team on you know, the state grant for the housing. It's been a lot of work and I appreciate all your guys' time and energy. <coughs> Welcome Dr. Guerrero and Dr. Powell. And I look forward to, to turning this new page with everybody. This is a, a new fresh start for the, the district, for Napa College. And I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm really excited about the new trend of getting out at seven o'clock. <laughs> So with that, well, maybe we could take a little break, actually, <laughs> before we adjourn. Uh, if there are no objections, then uh, we uh, will reconvene on August 11th for our regular meeting um, and adjourn right now at approximately, can somebody give me the time, please? 640. Yeah. 640. Thank you very much.